Hi, I'm Lucy James, and I listen to the One Up Gaming podcast. Hi, I'm Keith Allen, and I play Murphy on Z Nation, and I listen to One Up Gaming podcast. Yeah, it's how we do it, y'all. LGB, my straight out of Ghana, stop guys. What up to you, One Up Gaming? One up gaming is behind me. Let me get in beast mode. If you wanna try me, you don't need a cheat code. Kante is who I be to you. It's Mr. Hero, legendary adversary. Flows considerably though. I'm a super saiyan. I got dragon balls. I wouldn't lie. You might think I'm playing when I'm saying I can really fly. When I'm on the track, you feel the energy I'm pushing. I put me on the map. One up gaming's who I'm talking about. I'm the rapping master chief. Epic to say the least Contain the hero better Etch that in your memory And so the one up gaming for the show I'll contain the hero is really gonna show And we're back, it's 1UP Gaming, it's me David, and this week we've got a full, I would say studio, but it's not a studio, we've got a full assortment of co-hosts, so who wants to go first? Me. Zach. Hello. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. We've got Matt as well. So. And we've found Eddie. Where have you been for six months, eight months? On a magical adventure. On a magical adventure. I'll tell you why sometime. <laughs> so, it's got four of us. It's episode 173. We're still planning our 200th podcast. I have to email loads of people. It's going to be very stress-related. I might even have an art attack. Anyway. Big news that I want to sort of say is... Our album is out. It is officially out on the Google Play Store. It is out on Deezer. It's out on Spotify. It's not out yet on the iTunes, but I think they update every Thursday. So it might not be there till Thursday, but it is out and about. It's between five and six pounds, that type of range. So, please check it out. It's just called... I can just hear people in the background. It's very... I, I did just accidentally whisper fuck into the microphone, so I apologise if anyone <laughs> heard that and was like, what's going on? Because <laughs> I thought I'd closed the, pod, the uh, recording software and I just went, oh, fuck. But, I'm, but we're okay. We're okay. <laughs> so, the album is called Games Inspired Music. The idea was we were looking at doing 
an animated TV series and we were going to be going into video game worlds so we were making music for the series inspired by real games and unfortunately the animation was a stumbling block that was very expensive let's just say about sixty thousand dollars and I don't know about you guys but I don't have that type of change lying around but no no we no. put all that together and made an actual album and that is now out I think there's 26 tracks we've got John Hare on the album we've got Conte the Hero so we've got a few people on there which is always fun so that's the plug sort of done there is anyone else I tell you what Eddie what have you what have you been up to then for the last few months <laughs> I'm curious I told you I've been on a magical adventure I mean you know uh, going going through life it's been great wonderful really so how's he your went full, he went full Bilbo Baggins for about eight months <laughs> How is your Mordor's college? A, Mordor is a very confusing place. How is your college study <laughs> uh, going? I finished those, thank God. Oh, God! Like I the one thing how no young you are. The one thing um, people never tell you about doing a game course in college is don't do it. <laughs> just don't. Just don't. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's just not. Just like it's, no. Just get high in the back of a van. It's basically the same thing. It's terrible. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's terrible. Like, um, I'd just like to I point spent... out that we're not telling anyone to follow that advice. <laughs> Please don't follow <laughs> that advice. We've not I, um, Hey, if you live in California, it's fine. But what I'm saying is, like, you know, I was just, I was just mostly just like, um, for mostly I was trying to do like finish college, which was not worth it half of the time. And then, uh, yeah, I've just been. Doing stuff and things. During this magical adventure, Eddie has managed to forget who I am, which is lovely. Just a little bit. <laughs> Despite like, the fact that we were stuck together in a room for two days when we were in London attempting a 60-hour world record. You know, what it is? That, you know what it is? I forgot your name. I didn't forget <laughs> I didn't forget your face. I forgot your name. But oh, on the right. Skype call, I couldn't see your face. So oh, I was just right. like, who's Matt? Who, who's... <laughs> I don't remember a map, but you know, <laughs> it's great. Um, <laughs> I tell you, Eddie, um, about a week ago when I was planning this 200th podcast, I, I almost sent an email to Nathan, Evie and Mel. Oh, God, no. Asking if they would like to come along and be a part of the 200th podcast. Please don't. Please, do. Please, <laughs> Please do. don't. Please do. There's so much bad I, luck. I've got Nathan's email address, but I can't find Evie or Mel's. I think that's for the best. Honestly, I, th- I, I do. think they're on the PC, but not on my phone. <laughs> I think it's for the best, though. I think you it's reckon? for the best that you don't find it. Yeah. Because <laughs> how that. How. Put it like this. And I know this from experience. When you, e- when you end a. Like, a friendship with making your girl cry, it kind of, like, doesn't... <laughs> you don't want to revisit that, you know what I mean? It's not... It's not one of the things you want to go back to. That's just... No. Uh-uh. Not even a little bit. <laughs> like, uh... I don't know. I don't even think Nathan would be up for it. I don't know. Like he's probably, he probably has his own, like, 
half-functioning podcast to look after. I was going to email Ryan as well, but then it's like, oh, I can't be asked to try and get him over from America. I'd, yeah, I'd rather get Justin over if I was going to get someone over. Well. For anyway. Podcasts, I don't even know how many people we're going to get. I don't know. I don't know. What I would like to do, I guess, Eddie and... Zach, you're both roughly in the similar sort of area of London, I believe. Um, not really. We are in London, say, sort of. I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't say in the same area. I would say like you know. Because you're you're Southland or south of London, aren't you, Eddie? I'm in like Chesson, so I'm like, you know, there just no on the doubt. outskirts. I didn't hear. Do you know what? I- I didn't even know Chesson existed until I came here. <laughs> I thought this was a mad. When someone told, when I was told, "Oh yeah, we're moving to Chesson," I was like, "Are you making up places now?" <laughs> <laughs> I was I was not sure. I thought I was gonna go to a fairy tale land, and it kind of is. You know, lots of trees, old, scared old white people. It's wonderful. It's like countryside. <laughs> Where's the <But>, sorry? <laughs> Chesson, like in Hertfordshire or some shit. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know, man. I don't even know. I honestly believe this place is fake, but screw it. I feel like I'm in a Truman Show. Right but, then, what I would yeah. like you two to do, because there's three of us. Yes, but <laughs> you're from Leeds. Yeah. Where are Where are you studying? Are you still down south somewhere? No, David, I would never go south. Rotherham. Right, no. No, I would never go south, because A, it's in the south, and B, everywhere in the north is better. And nobody can tell me otherwise. There's like three people listening to this podcast that just got really aggressive. Yeah, and they're all wrong. (laughs) The north is beautiful, we have better, better pints, and they're cheaper. Therefore, it's better. Perfect. Now, are you an alcoholic? <laughs> I'm a student. Oh, yeah, definitely, actually. <laughs> Same thing. Same thing. So, where are you studying? I'm in Chester. Chester. It's in between Manchester and Liverpool. Yeah, I know, I've been there. Just checking. That's alright. No, just sort of. No, because I think we're going to have to do this event in London. Right. Just because the guests that I want to invite will probably be living in or around London. Oh, and it's that's easier to get them to go there rather than try to get them to like, up to Glasgow or whatever. Makes sense. So what I was wanting them to, to do was to email me their sort of like postcode and I will Google around for any sort of like like premier in because well maybe not premier in but you know like these sort of places because they nearly always have like function rooms where we might be able to host an event and thing in there yeah and i want it close to one of them sort of guys so we know where we sort of go in that was all that was it all right fair enough all right then because I've got a massive list of like 20 places in Glasgow, but I was like, I really think it's best to do it down in London. 
so Matt, what have you been playing this week? This week I've been playing a variety of things, but um, I started off by playing um, something else then, it's called um, Seraph. And the word means angel in Latin, and it's basically it's a side-scrolling shooter where you don't aim. You don't it's aim? It's really weird. Like, it's a side-scrolling shooter that's got more like acrobatic stuff, and it's you've got powers, and it's all very sort of standardy shoot 'em up style, run, run and gun. But you don't aim. All the aiming is automatic. Wait, what? Yeah, like all, all the aiming in the game is automatically. You go near an enemy and it just tracks it to the ever-loving nines. It's brilliant, but it removes a lot of the skill. Because but you're I just sat there hold, holding the trigger, just like, oh yeah, I'm shooting this thing. Also, on a personal level, I kind of experienced a lot of bugs with this game. I had a lot of trouble getting past the first and second levels and then even loading it up at one point. And even past then, it was very, very sluggish to play because the frame rate was like three at one point. Cool. Yeah, uh, I think I think I think they're definitely working on it at the minute. Like the, the <laughs> updates are very very frequent when the dev- devs are talking about this game. It's all very sort of yeah we're working on this. There's also an inbuilt Twitch feature, so I'm, I think they're trying to like boost their own popularity by linking it with Twitch. But like if the game is as clunky as it is for everyone else as it is for me, then I don't even see how it's a thing. And there's a GIF feature, which is just wow, yeah. wow. Uh... Would you recommend okay. playing it? Is it actually not too bad to play once you get past like, like the bugs and stuff? I, if if you can get past the bugs, then I'd recommend playing it, but only if it was on sale. I wouldn't recommend it if it was on like the full price because, from what I understand, it's like ten quid. Because I've actually got the game, but I've not loaded it up yet. It seems like the game website is. Um... Oh, it's, it's backwards. Like, I think it's like a Tumblr site or some shit. Yeah, it's really weird. Their own game <laughs> website is bizarre. Like, it's, if you try and scroll down on it, you can't scroll down, then it scrolls down too quickly. It's really fucking weird. Yeah, it's it's ten quid, and it's like for me, that's that's too much. So you're saying it's not worth ten pound? I'm saying it's not worth ten quid. Correct. That is that that is just like. You hurt a poor game developer's feelings. If they were to oh, no. hit a steady <laughs> frame rate of 30 frames a second and freak to constantly... make it so that constantly... doors don't kill the character, that'd be great. <laughs> like you try and walk through you try and walk through an end of end of level door and you're just like, ugh. That'd be great. <laughs> also, there's a couple of other gripes with it. Like, like the storyline is so... Like, I don't know, it's so edgy, but in a really weird sort of, like, like all, all the ideas that they're presenting are things that have been done before, in, but, like, obviously you can reuse ideas, but they're doing it in such a way where it's almost cringy to read some of the dialogue. Although, that being said, the music is fucking awesome. The music is bloody brilliant. That is the one thing I'll commend about that game. Cool. <laughs> Soundtrack is fucking awesome. It usually isn't these type of games, isn't it? No, yeah. Like it's really really weird to find like a game like this with an incredible soundtrack, but this one was. Uh I've also been playing 
Reigns, Fantarook. Reigns is actually a very, very fun game. It's a resource management game um, where you use cards to resource an entire kingdom. And like every single card presents you with two choices, and from those two choices, like one or two things happens, or like you lose resources or you gain resources. Like every single card also um, adds a year onto your rule time, and you have to balance between not making sure your resources fall too far, um, like into the negative zone, so you die or they go, they rise too high, and they can actually overthrow you. And it's actually a really cool game. It looked quite interesting when you sent over the review. I, I read through it, and it, it did seem very interesting. Yeah, it's a lovely mechanic, because like, every time your current monarch dies, um, another one's added to like, the lineage, so like, it continuously continues, because like, there's an overbearing thing in the actual story where your entire line of people has been cursed. The player has been cursed by the devil. Um, so you're forced to rule forever, essentially under different titles and different people, but as the same person. Um, but the more you play it, the more cards are unlocked. So the more that happens within your lifetime, all different decisions that you make will affect what happens in the later years and other runs of the game because you've got more options open. And it's very, very fun to play. Yeah. No, it's it's well worth playing because it's it's easy to pick up and it's easy to get into, but it's also really enjoyable because it's not um, too heavy on the resource management, and it's got um, a fantastic like medieval soundtrack that balances this kind of melancholy feeling with you know the fact that you are king of everything basically. So, how much is that game? Uh, it's ridiculously cheap. Uh, I picked it up for one pound twenty nine. That's not. I might actually get it. It it's really really good. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, Rains on Steam. One minute. Uh, yeah, one pound ninety nine. I think I got it on a sale price because it was like the first week of release. So, yeah. is that officially out this year? So it could maybe be a contender within the set the game of the year discussions. I I definitely put it up for it. Right, I might buy that if it's only a couple of quid. Yeah, honestly, it's it's brilliant. Like, um, and the other game I played was Fantarook, and Fantarook was it, it was more like a body copy of Bioshock, Soma, and um, System Shock than it was its own game, and it was really weird to play because it was this really well presented horror game that had a really interesting premise but was too slow to be scary and then had a monster that wasn't scary. <laughs> like, it, it was it was so close to being very, very, very good but it wasn't there because it made a few like crucial choices that could have made it its own unique thing. And the problem, the main problem I had with it is that um, not only was the, the monster scary, the some of the noise files were just completely wrong. Um, and the aesthetics were, like, you looked at them and just kind of went, wow, that's nice. EA gave them the packs from Dead Space. Like, the the entire ship is basically just the Ishimura. And uh, while I've got no problem with, like, grungy space, like, aesthetics, I think it's just one of those things where the, the, they copied it just maybe a little too closely for it to be original. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it is a, a fairly cheap sort of game. Oh no, they've clearly put a lot of effort into it, mm. and I can appreciate that Polly Slash have really put the hearts into this, and it's actually really well voice acted as well. But it's a little bit too like other good horror games. Again, like Soma, Soma is incredible as a game. I think that they've looked at that and looked at things like Alien Isolation and gone, yeah, we like these games, let's do something like it. But I think then, then they've taken that the wrong way and made it a little bit too like it. And if they've never played stuff like Dead Space and Alien Isolation and the tens of other incredible horror games that use 3D graphics, then I think that they've made a mistake. <laughs> and I think they probably have. Right. It is incredibly difficult to make a, a horror game, isn't it? Absolutely. There's so many tiny things that could go wrong. There's a lot of people when they make horror games, they just make it jump scary. Yeah. Which I is think the, which doesn't work really. Yeah. You want you, one, you need to build an atmosphere whilst going through it. You need to build that sense of dread before a jump scare, or not. You don't even need the jump scare <laughs> because it's all about getting to that point and building up the tension. And if they can't do that. Fun. Yeah, I think the one thing that Fantaruk did get wrong um, was the sound design, because sound in horror is absolutely crucial. If you can't get the sound right, then you've basically topped yourself. Pardon me, topped yourself. Because um, it, it just it, it wasn't nearly as clean as it could be. Because in horror, you've got all these little creaks and cracks in the background that are meant to build up tension or meant to build up like a bigger moment that's coming toward the player. But in Fanta Rook, they were always so far in the background or so identifiable as a sound that you could see that it wasn't scary. I think it still looks interesting, though. Oh, absolutely. It it was definitely an interesting game, but it was very much a 3 out of 5, which is really unfortunate because it it could have been an easy 4 with a couple of changes that were so, so close to being right, but just weren't. Yeah. Yeah, I I wouldn't recommend that. So I I'd guess make, I'd recommend Reigns to like everyone and everyone. Yeah, I think Reigns does look quite interesting. I mean, when I was googling around to get the images and stuff, it it piqued my interest quite a lot. I'd, I'd definitely recommend that to everyone who's listening and has a spare couple of quid and a couple of hours if they're bored because it's it's fun to play and it's interesting to keep building on itself. And even when you do unlock all the cards. There's more beyond that because the uh, the devs have stated that they're going to add some more content. So it's I'd like to see what else they do with it. To be honest, because I really want more. So I guess we'll slowly move on and sort of see if Eddie's been playing anything this week. Um, I've been playing a few things, kind of. <laughs> Uh, I'm playing Destiny with the new Rise of Iron, which has been fun. So much fun. Um, It's not actually that bad. It's not actually that bad. Um, 
But it's Destiny, so, you know, it's fun for, like, five hours. Then you kind of just finish what you want to do, and then you just stop playing. Um, so, Rise of Iron isn't too bad. Story's decent enough. But then I was playing... Um, I've also been playing, like, uh, I've gotten back into Star Wars, The Old Republic, the MMO, just because why not? You do like then, the MMOs, don't you? Oh, yeah, I love them. When they're good, they're good. When they're bad, they're horrible. Uh, I've been playing WoW for Legion, <laughs> obviously. See? You know what it is? WoW's like, WoW is, WoW's like an X that you just can't get rid of. <laughs> It's like crabs. It's always there. I don't think that's you the case. It. It, no, how much shit. Crabs, crabs is it's wrong. Always, it's always the I think you're adding about something else. Man. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like, it's like crack for nerds, basically. Exactly. He just pulls you back in every new expansion. Just, crabs, you just have to get a bit of cream and a little comb and it's fine. David, I'm actually kind of afraid of your knowledge about crabs, but I'm not even going to bring that up. <laughs> I'm not even going to try and, I'm not even gonna, like, you know. But, yeah. I've been playing Legion, which is great. Artifact weapons are fun. They're all, like, they're kind of fun. WoW gets very, WoW gets um, kind of boring or kind of shitty when you remember that it's the WoW community that you have to play with. Cause it's, they not keep as, forcing it's not as bad as the League community. Oh no, I don't play League of Legends at all. I played it once and I stopped. Like, no. That's once more yeah. than me. <laughs> like, fuck that game. But um, David, the, David, the day you play League is the day that I will skate to university. <laughs> I downloaded it, I think. Which is the one that's on Steam or the both uh, on Steam? Wow, um, wow, on Steam. No, not. Well, I'm on about like League of Legends Dota. and the other it's one. Dota. Is it Dota? Yeah, Dota Two, Three, whatever Dota. it is. I don't. I don't think League of Legends is. Yeah, I think League. No, I think League is on the Steam, isn't it? I don't know. Bloody hope so. <laughs> I think it runs its own. It's, it's on client. No, it's not here. No, oh, that's a damn shame. Oh, not really. I don't really play it. But yay. Um, great game. Great game. <laughs> no, it's not. Just saying. Don't don't lie. Don't lie to our listeners. What's wrong with you? Just saying. Don't lie to our listeners. They know I'm you're lying. lying. I I only spell the uh, spell. I only share the the imperial truth. It's all lies. All lies. Okay, Zach. Should me and you make a, a little YouTube series where we play League of Legends? I would have to play that. God no. Oh my it's god, that'd be glorious. <laughs> please don't. By the way, I'm not very good. <laughs> Please, you, please can, you can uh, guide me of how to play the game. I understand, it's not worth it. <laughs> it's not <laughs> worth it. I've just got this image of David just walking into an objective and just going, why does everyone, everybody sleeping with my mother? <laughs> what? It's it's a joke. Um, oh, God. Uh, basically, everyone in... Everyone who plays Dota or League generally, it just seems to be full of um, trash talk. Everyone just trash talks. It's, in, uh, it's basically part of the game. It's almost like a mechanic. So you got to learn your trash talk. Oh yeah, you got to get good. Get good. No, no, getting good is Dark Souls. You have to get good. Get good. <laughs> oh, Dark Souls. Oh yeah, I played Dark Souls and um, Dragon Ball, uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse Two, which was meh. And then, um, well, 
okay the 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 one we played the like it was me and Zach both of us went to the event and we both played uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse too and it was just like I don't know every time I got on the game it was somehow buggy like every every one I touched was just <laughs> didn't work it just didn't work it was just great are you trying and to say <laughs> the game's racist. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't maybe. even just that. The, when he jumped onto Dark Souls Three as well, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so Nothing I think worked. The entire. I think it's Namco actually. I think Namco races. Namco just don't like me. But um, right. Just to be clear, just, we're not saying just... Namco's racist. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> no, we're not saying. That. <laughs> oh, we'll be, uh, uh, taken for libel. Oh God. Oh God, the shit we say. But um. You know, I played, we did play, and I'll give it to Zach, you know, he beat me, like, what, three times on, oh, um... Three. You, beat, you, you beat me on the first go, and then I beat you with every, every other character, basically. Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can just take, you can just take three times, you had to just, like, you know, make it worse. I swear. But, you know, um, I've been, we were playing that. Which and it's not a bad game. It's not bad. It's just not really good either. Like, um, if you've played if you played the other game, the first one, and you enjoyed it, then you're gonna enjoy this one. But if you haven't played any of the games, I would say probably like if you want to try it out, go ahead because I can't control. I believe you do there's an wallet. open beta coming out in a couple of weeks. Beta, so. damn it, and yeah. Sorry. And it's like, um, I don't know. It was an alright game. It was an alright game. The hub, the hub world was kind of weird. They added a whole like housing system to it as well, which was just unnecessary. And one, one major gripe. I don't know if this was in the first game, but um, do you have to if you're Super Saiyan, if you're Saiyan, and you wanna you know transform, go Super Saiyan. You ha- it's an equip it has to be equipped. So you have to equip it as a skill. It's a skill. It's not like just a thing that you can do. It's an actual skill that you have to equip. And that's annoying as shit. <laughs> because as a Saiyan you would think like, oh yeah, I made a Saiyan to go Super Saiyan. I don't I don't want to have to equip it. I just want I don't want it to be a choice, you know what I mean? Like I just want it to be a thing that I can do outright. But that's not a thing, apparently. Yeah, but not all Saiyans can just go Super Saiyan outright, can they? They gotta yes, earn they it. Can. They gotta earn yes, it. It's like it's, really fact, it's actually quite a skill. It is quite a skill because you gotta well, learn not, to do though. it. It's <laughs> not. After Goku does it, everyone can do it. Everyone does it. <laughs> His kids obviously born doing it. Like, come on now. Right then, guys. So, what is the basic gameplay? Is it like an open world sort of action game? Or is it like a one-on-one fighter? Or yeah, no, so. It's... It's more it's, like a hub world instance type thing, right? Like you go from the hub world into an instance, uh, or like an instance scenario. Yeah. And then yeah. you just play out the mission, then back to the hub world. Do you? Um, yeah, they have this little hub world. You fly around. You can speak to loads of different characters. They give you quests and stuff. And then, uh, like Eddie said, you get transported to a map somewhere. And then, usually, there'll be a bad guy. Who's because the the entire premise of the game is that someone's going back and changing the Dragon Ball history. So then you're going back with the bad guys to, not with them, but you're going back to the place where the history is being changed, and you're going to correct it, so that the timeline remains constant, and every mission is 
similar to that. So basically, there's a mission where you have to beat up um, Gohan and Krillin. And I'm not going to lie, I've never actually wanted to hit a kid in the face as much as I wanted to hit Gohan. I don't know what it was with the voice. I need that on a t-shirt. Horrible. Huh? I need that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Ending Sampo oh. 2016. Yep. Yep. That's, that's, that, that's, that's going to be my legacy right there. But, oh, seriously, like, I don't know what it is with the voice acting in that game, but it's very, um, every child sounds annoying. Like, every child sounds like a kid that you just want to hit. And especially <laughs> Gohan. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's just Gohan. He's, he's pisses me off and then um he is the, he is the most annoying character up oh, until the point oh. where he learns super saiyan and he comes quite cool but i mean up until up, up until then he's actually an, I'll tell you what, annoying child on the planet it might be me being very old but i remember watching standard cartoons when i was a kid and they all had stories that he could follow start to finish whereas now whenever i watch so-called anime it's just mad shit that happens with bright colours, flashing lights. Pretty much, yeah. It's a Kanye West video. <laughs> That's basically what happens. It's like Daft. It's like uh, it's like basically like Daft Punk just made just made a cartoon. It's terrible. Hey, Daft Punk did make a cartoon, and it was terrible. But that's I, what I'm I saying. enjoyed it. I didn't like. I didn't understand what was happening. What was the premise? What like the 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 lyrics didn't tell me anything. The video barely told me anything. All like, I knew was aliens to, and then something happened. You had to buy the album as a DVD because every single song <laughs> went in order with the cartoon. Oh my and it God. played the whole album as a cartoon, full, like, hour-long cartoon. And, that's what, and that is making... That's what you call making money right there. Yeah. That's, that's how you make money. I bought two See copies because I enjoyed it that much. Jesus. I wouldn't even buy one. I wouldn't even buy one. It was alright though. It only cost me like 10 quid and someone wanted to buy it and I sold it for like 80 quid I think. Because it was like they made a very limited run of them. So that was alright. But yeah, we played um, Xenoverse 2. It was, it was, it's not a bad game. It's the What we were playing was like an early um, like a preview so it was a bit buggy to say the least. But, you know, it's alright. It wasn't too bad. And then we have, um... What else? What, what else did we play? We played, um, Sword Art Online. Online. So it was not... It wasn't bad, you know. It wasn't, like, a really bad game. It was okay. It was actually okay. It was kind of fun. Um... But then you had, uh... We had Dark Souls 3. Yes. Ashes yes. Yes. DLC. Yes. Yeah. It was good. It was like... Um, I'm going to just sh- shout out so many spoilers right now. So if you don't want to hear no, don't spoilers... Do that. Don't do that. Mute it. Mute no, don't it. Don't do that. I you mean, it's not spoilers. really spoilers. We wasn't showing much. It's basically much. like... Um, they stopped us from getting to the spoiler area. But I can yeah. get the gist. And then, like... Um, basically, this new area is Viking. It's very Viking. Very, like, you know, Norse-inspired. Your ba- it's all snow and sad and dark and dead people. So, like, you know, that's most just, of the game. I was going to say, that's just Dark Souls, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> and then it's like, it is um, just more Dark Souls in a snowy setting, which everyone of, will be happy with. Like, if you played Bloodborne, uh, you've seen how the you've seen how they've done, like, the whole dogs and shit. So, 
just get the dogs from Bloodborne, pick them up, put them in Dark Souls, but make them wolves, and they fight exactly the same. It's great. Um, but you're fighting wolves and whatnot, and this expansion has something to do with the fact, fra- uh, faction, faction, faction in the game. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, the Watchers of Faron. Is it the Wolves of Faron? Yeah. The faction in the game map. The uh, PvP faction. You mean the Watchdogs of Faron? Is it the Watchdogs? Oh, okay. Yeah, the yeah. Watchdog. The Watchdogs of Faron and Undead Legion. Yeah. You they're basically, in, you basically play as you. So where you're transported is where they go when they die. And to Orion, though, that's interesting. Yeah. And basically, see, I'm, I'm, like. I'm not going to talk about the DLC because I could talk for hours about the lore implications and I'm not going to. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, <laughs> was, go ahead. When we was going through it, we was like reading all the item descriptions, trying to figure out what it was all about and trying to get as much detail as possible. So uh, basically, really, really interestingly, they've got two new bosses in the DLC and one of them is tipped to be a figure from Dark Souls 1 who the player character never met. So this is going to be quite interesting if it is who people think it is. Really? Okay. Yeah, but it's supposed to be all Father Lloyd. Well, that's what I'm thinking because okay, so do you, what I'm what I'm seeing is that this is very Norse inspired. So they're going for the Norse, um, uh, the Viking legend type thing. So the fact that there is what you just said, all Father, kind of just like makes my suspicions true. Yeah. So because um, one of the bosses, the bosses that the boss that we got to fight was called the Champion's Gravekeeper. And okay. it would start off with the one character who was like, you know, he fought like a player. This guy... That's terrifying. This Exactly. He fought like a player. So do you know those red players that you would find in the swamp areas? Yeah. Yeah, he fought like them. And he had a sword and a shield. So he was, he was, he was relatively easy. He was relatively easy. You would have to like step back and kind of like um, not attack him. You would have to just dodge and try and see when he's open, like learn his move set a bit, and then when you got him down to a certain amount of health or you killed him, basically a new boss would arise, and oh, he good. would fall from the sky, and it would be a gigantic wolf. Now oh, shit, you, would, okay. you would have seen this wolf before, and you would be fighting this wolf. And like basically what happened was it's kind of alright, basically what happened was um this wolf is capable of killing you in two hits. Well, killing the build Jesus. we were given in two hits. With a specific move. So you need a shield. You need Are a shield. Are we not wandering into not... spoiler territory, Eddie? <laughs> nope, not even not even a little bit. I'll t- Tell you when we are, though. Huh? Okay. <laughs> um, this boss is a little more difficult, but like, you know, there's a way to beat him. I'm not gonna tell you how because figure it out. Um I did it in two tries. Zach didn't do it at all. I couldn't do it. I'm, not, yeah. I'm one of the people who plays Dark Souls via attempting each boss twice, then deciding that I'm going to call someone else to help me because I'm not going to get stuck on this forever. <laughs> so I play, I play the game like that because you can. <laughs> I did it twice and I and I got it the second time. The first time I got wrecked. The second time I kind of like learned what to do. And um, honestly... And this is getting into spoiler territory, so like, if you don't like it, too bad. I told you beforehand. Um, basically, with the whole uh, with the whole Norse thing that they're going for, you're also going to be doing PvP combat. 
So they're bringing PvP combat into the limelight a little bit more with something called undead matches. So undead matches, you basically, when you kill the boss, you get something from them. You get the guy's weapon, which is a sword and shield, which is interesting. I'll come back to that. But um, they also drop something called champion's bones. And champion's oh. bones, you burn it at the um, main bonfire in Firelink Shrine. And you unlock a mode called undead matches. So by connecting online, we, we weren't online, but if I'm guessing you connect online and you meet other players and you fight. Okay. This is all speculation at this point, isn't it? Yeah. I'm <laughs> thinking it's gladiatorial. I'm, I'm thinking this is gladiatorial purely because the weapon that you're given is a gladiator sword and shield. Yeah, it looks like, like the small gladius swords and the small round shields they had. Yeah. So yeah, it kind of it's that theme kind of runs through it through it. So that's what I'm thinking. Which like, you know, is weird as it is. But the weirder thing is, when you read the actual armor and weapons that you collect, you actually learn you actually learn that um this is basically hell. You're basically in hell for or what is hell for the watchdogs of Faron, basically. They die, they're chased. This is basically what it is. And then you have the champion and the champion and the champion is basically the champion of the undead match. So he's, you know, the best of the best. He's like, yeah, I won everything. Now I can die in peace. Um, the, he didn't allow us to walk across a bridge, which is just sure. Uh, but, <laughs> Basically, what, I, what I've what I've seen is that you basically get transported there. You do not. It doesn't seem like you walk there. It seems like you're transported there, from what we gathered. Because they start you off at a certain at a um, at a bonfire, which if you try and go back around or something like that, try and like backtrack, you can't. So it's either they blocked it off just for us or there's which i doubt because no one wants to do that kind of work or you're transported there from the firelink shrine so that's probably it and everyone and i went back to the firelink shrine to burn the um uh, champion's bones which i wasn't supposed to do but i did it anyway bad boy breaking the rules but um hey they never said i couldn't do it they said i couldn't go across the bridge but I went I went to the Firelink Shrine and I noticed that everyone was back. That's what I noticed. I, I that's noticed, interesting. I noticed that everyone was back. So it's either it's either that's a mistake, right? Or you can start the DLC before you finish the main game. Or because or the DLC basically invites everyone back, brings everyone back. I don't know, I can't say. But um, I'm guessing because we are now the Lord of Sindal, I forgot what we got called after we killed that big fiery man. But because we are now the Lord of Sindal, it's basically like we are basically on a thing to kill everything else. So we know Faron is the um, is the almost deity of his faction. So this kind of seems like we are going to each. We, we are going to have a DLC which is either around, which is either like um, going to be about each faction or, or 
like to have something to do with them. Because this is heavily about Farron. Because there are wolves everywhere. There are Norse-looking motherfuckers everywhere. Like, you can even get the weapons and armor. So, there is something there. And then there's, um... There's actually something else as well. There's like a little... There's a small... They don't show you enough of it. But you do see these bug-like creatures. Um... Zach saw them before I did. But, like, you see these bug-like, you know... Uh, creepy crawly creatures and they actually do uh, they actually do attack you but it's like they make um, I forgot what um, Zach compared it to actually oh they had well it's all snow like snowy area but round where I found these creatures the ground was like um, it had loads of thin red veins going across it and I likened it to uh, the film War of the Worlds you see that when the aliens would come along and kill everyone then they harvest the the humans and then, like, they had this red stuff covering the ground. I can't remember why or anything, but it, it reminded me of that. So I don't know, but that has that was just a thing I saw. <laughs> I don't know what it means. <laughs> I tell you yeah. what, guys, was there any news or footage or information on Ace Combat Seven? Nope. No. That's the only game I'm interested in from Namco. Dave, we were talking about Dark Souls. Please don't interrupt. Is that okay? I didn't realize that. Yeah. I did ask. I asked about a lot of different games. They they just stonewalled me, so that's great. But um, was there any nice PR ladies there this time? No. <laughs> no. I was disappointed. Step your game up, Namco. But um, <laughs> uh, no, they were all cool. They were all cool people. Um, it was. It was very, uh, you know, the game was very odd because it's like the setup they gave us was sword and shield, two hand and shield, or spear and shield, or you could two hand either weapon. And basically, like, the weapon that you get from the boss is a one hand sword and shield. So you know how you have um, the twin, you have the twin spears, but they only take up one slot. Yeah. Yeah, it's the sword. It's basically like that. A sword and shield that only takes up one slot. That's interesting. That's very interesting. I don't. I don't think that's been in the game before. That's why. That's why it's yeah, interesting. I say, sword and shield twin combo hasn't, but that's interesting. And it's a special shield. So when when you do your shield slam, you let out like a tiger roar, like a lion roar. So like the face of a lion just smacks the person in the face. So it's a ranged. It's all. It's almost ranged, and. Um, it's actually the weapon isn't actually that bad, which is very good, and you can actually use another shield. You can equip another shield, and the and the shield that is with the sword just goes into your back. Okay, That's so you can good. have another shield equipped. Yeah, very good. And all you have to do is press triangle, and bam, you have the small shield and the sword. Or press triangle again, and you have your old shield back. So it's really cool. Um, what else? I don't know. I don't. I don't know what else there is. I don't think there was anything else, was there? Um. Did we talk about the following? The following? The followers? Oh right. Um. There's these guys called the followers, and they are basically the people that kill the Watchdogs of Faron when they die. Um. They're the ones that hunt you and kill you. So they're the ones you're fighting. And basically. They come in like three forms that we've seen. No, four, 
four forms, four or five forms that we've seen. So there are the scrawny, like, um, chainmail armored, like, male armored, you know, guys. And there's a fire, there's a fire blower, which is just great. And then, uh, or fire spitter, which is wonderful. And then there's a javelin thrower, and then there's the main guys, like, the main uh, combat infantry. So that's not bad. They're not, it's not terrible, you know. It makes sense. Um... They're easy to kill, usually. They don't take that many hits to kill. And then you have the um, trees. Trees are not to kill you now. There are basically like women-shaped trees that shoot fire at you and um, shoot ice at you as well. And that can freeze you solid, which kills you. And then you have... um, What else? Because I don't think we were put in the starting zone. We weren't put in the starting zone. We were put ahead of the starting zone, but not in the middle. So they didn't want to show us how it started, but they wanted us to get... They didn't want us to be too far ahead. Um, so we have... like We have those... We have bigger Vikings with heavier weapons. So we have like a sword and shield big guy. Like If you think back to... Um, you think back to Dark Souls 2... With the with the first enemies, like the main enemies, the big guys, the big uh, suits of armor, they're basically like them, but Norse, which is wonderful. And um, then you have you have two variants of those. You have sword and shield and heavy mace or two-handed mace, and they walk around with wolves of their own, so which is wonderful. You got one archer in a tower, which is just great. And then you have those bug creatures that um, Zach found. And I think that's it. Nice. Yeah, I think that's it. There's a certain point where, um, and it's actually like right at the beginning, where you think you've killed everything, and you walk and you walk towards a body to try and grab an item, and you just fall through the ground, like that. Like the snow below you just breaks and you fall to the ground, and then you're just in. You're just where all the wolves are. So you're just killing wolves, and then you fight the boss early. So like the wolf. The the wolf boss, you fight him early, but you don't know he's a boss. You just think he's just like a mini boss or something like that. So they let you fight him early. You don't kill him. You just take him down to a certain amount of health, then he disappears. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with that, but hopefully they'll do something with it. It seems, it seems, it seems good, all right? It seems good, but I don't want. I I want to be the pessimist here. I want to be like I want to play devil's advocate, and basically say it can go wrong, real quick. It can go very wrong very quickly, and that's mostly because it gets boring. Because put it like this: if you're good, if you're one of those people that has played Dark Souls, each Dark Souls game at like New Game Plus to at least New Game Four or Five. This yeah. game, this DLC is going to be a breeze. It's oh, going right. to be a breeze. You don't even, you're going to have to just walk through it. It's going to be easy because you're going to see the you're going to see the enemies. You're going to know instantly what they do and how to avoid what they do. You're going to look at the boss. You're going to say, "I know exactly how to kill this thing. I know exactly how to beat this thing." Easy. You're probably mm-hmm. going to die once, and that's it. Not even once. You're probably going to get like close to dying, and then figure out what to do. Yeah. And that's kind of and that's kind of what I'm seeing with this with um, Dark Souls with the DLC. 
it's difficult if you don't know what you're doing, but if you're one of those players that plays Dark Souls and you're good at Dark Souls, this is going to be a breeze for you. And I think that's going to be a problem for a lot of people that look at Dark Souls for a challenge. When they don't get that challenge, it's going to be a little, you know. The hardest thing about the boss is that he can just instant kill you in two hits. But if you have a shield, not really. So we'll cut Eddie off there and we'll have a quick advert for one of our products on OUG Tech. So take it away, Justin. Hey guys, Justin here. I wanted to take a minute to talk to you about this thing we're really getting into here at One of Gaming. It's called the Eagle Box, and it's a tiny Android console that, with a high-quality wireless controller, connects to your TV via HDMI, and then it gives you instant access to all kinds of retro games. It comes pre-installed with uh, Android TV and movie apps and all the fun stuff like Kodi that you would expect from an Android box. But in addition to that, I mean, this is like me going off and saying, but wait, there's more. It can play PS1, MAME, Dreamcast, N64, Neo Geo, Atari, NES, SNES, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Sega Master System, Sega Mega Drive, or, you know, Sega Genesis back in the real world, what are you going to call it? Commodore 64, Amiga, ZX Spectrum, you know, I mean, I could go on for days with the amount of games that this thing can play. And if, by chance, you happen to run out of memory, it, it, it has an expandable memory slot too, so you can keep adding on to your game library if that's your thing. Unlike a lot of these uh, other Android-based consoles out there, it supports up to 1080p, it includes a TV remote, and... I, got, I can't. I mean, I can't speak highly enough about this thing. It, it does everything you'd want it to, and it's a media device too. So, if you're into quality retro gaming, and I, and you know, I know, we, you know, Nintendo has this, uh, you know, NES Classic console coming out in November, and it's going to be sixty bucks US or whatever. But you can start now. I mean, you could play these games on your TV right now, rather than having to wait, and probably not even be able to get a unit, you know, one of those NES Classic consoles due to, you know, sheer nostalgic demand. I mean, the pre-orders are going to be crazy. Why go through that when you can get an Eagle Box from 1UP Gaming right now and start playing those classic games right now? And then, when you're done playing games, I mean, you could watch movies and do a host of other things media-related, all in one device. It comes with a wireless controller, it comes with a TV remote, and you can you know, record live TV if you want. I mean, this is one of these things it does. It's, you know, it, 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 it's a full media device. It can record virtually anything you think, anything you want to do on Android, you can do on here because it is a full Android device. And for those of you familiar with Kodi, it comes with that pre-installed. So, go to One Up Gaming, go to our website, okay? Check it out and get yourself an Eagle Box. Don't bother going to eBay. You know, who knows what's going to be there. If, <laughs> I mean, you never know what you're getting out of eBay. I mean, how many times have I been burned? I can't even count the times that I've been burned through eBay. But know that you're getting a quality device through one of gaming that's going to do all your retro games and some fairly modern ones too and all your media stuff too right in your living room right now. No need to wait. So go to the one of gaming website, check it out, and I think you'll like it. Anyway, back to the show. So I guess we'll try to include Zach, because I think he's playing Deus Ex Game of the Year edition. I accidentally booted it up when I was um, <laughs> sort of messing around, and <laughs> I've closed it down. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so what have you been doing, Zach? 
Uh, I'll try and keep this relatively short because we spent a lot of time talking about Dark Souls there, didn't we? <laughs> but anyway, oh, um, no, what a shame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess so. Um, but I've been playing the new Batman Telltale series thing, um, which I'm really enjoying because uh, I think it's a relatively unique Batman game in that you don't play Batman a lot, you actually play Bruce Wayne a lot more, which is, so really, Batman is kind of false advertising, if you put it out in the box, but anyway, um, so in the game, it's, uh, you play as Bruce Wayne a lot of the time, dealing more of the politics of trying to navigate, um, like the criminal underworld, the corrupt police, and the, uh, the press trying to get, um, dirt on your family and stuff, um, and they've kind of changed a few of the aspects of Batman. So Harvey Dent isn't like the shining white um, beacon that he is in the comics. Um, thingy Penguin isn't Penguin. He's he's almost been reinvented actually as like a um, he was like part of a second like a shining family of Gotham called um, mm. the Cobblepots, and then they kind of uh, disintegrated due to not handling their affairs properly. And he's kind of like a... He, he was your... He was Bruce Wayne's childhood friend and stuff. And then he suddenly comes back and then fucks shit up and stuff. But um, the main thing I like it is, like about it is that um, in like a stereotypical Batman game, you are Batman, you go around, you beat people up, yay, great. And that is great. I, I, I love the Arkham Asylum stuff. But in this one, there are opportunities where you get to dictate how you think Batman would behave, and you're dictating when to use Batman. And that I really like, because that's an opportunity you don't usually get. Usually with a Batman story in a film, a comic book, or even video games, you're, giving, you're given a linear path where you're told that Bruce Wayne's going to do this, and you go, okay, I'll, I'll do that. But in this game, you have opportunities to redirect Batman or Bruce Wayne in the way that your personal Batman would do. Because everyone has their own little sort of idea of what Batman is. Like my, my whenever I think of Batman, I think of uh, Val Kilmer in Batman Forever. <laughs> because that was the first Batman film I ever saw. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I recognise it's awful. <laughs> it's absolutely awful. And like the same with the Riddler. My Riddler is Jim Carrey. My Two-Face is Tommy Lee Jones. Um, <laughs> and so my Batman has like a bit of a goofy side to him when I think about it because that film is just ridiculous. Um, not as bad as Batman and Robin. That would have been if that was my first Batman film, I probably would have hated Batman for the rest of time. But um, so yeah, you you get the opportunity to put your stamp on what your Batman would do, and that's why I really like it. Um, and it's a stereotypical Telltale game, really. So you're going around, you're making decisions between, oh, should I help that person? Should I help that person? Oh, I didn't help that person, so that person's really mad at me, you know, stuff like that. Um, so I'm really enjoying it. If anyone likes Batman and likes uh, Telltale games, I think it's a pretty uh, easy sale. The only thing about it is that it has its ter- stereotypical um, Telltale problems, so frame rate dies all the time. Um I've never experienced this with other Telltale games, but sound effects miss their cue. So, like, Batman often throws punches and the punch sound doesn't come out, which is 
really jarring actually when like when you're fighting people you're you're used to hit to hearing that noise of being someone being punched in the face or getting hit with something and when that noise doesn't happen it kind of drags you out really quickly it's awful so i don't know what it is with telltale and their engine but they just can't seem to get a stable edition of it for launch day with every single game they release it's really annoying um i'm surprised people haven't sort of riled up about it before they just seem to sort of comment on it and go oh you know it's kind of it's like become a mechanic in itself for telltale games just it's a telltale game therefore it will have frame rate issues which i don't think should be the case it should be you should expect a certain standard especially on consoles because that's what consoles are for um every game you play you're expected a, a certain level of standard but um but yeah, I really like it. Um, the only other game I've been playing is I've played a game called Cluster Truck. Has anyone yeah, played or heard of Cluster Truck? Yeah. <laughs> Cluster Truck is hilarious. I love Cluster Truck. <laughs> so basically, you it's um, I, I don't even, I'm trying to explain it. It's a bit of a hard one. So you spawn on top of a truck, <laughs> and then this truck, and then in front of you is a road with lots of trucks, and the trucks are driving. And then you've got to jump from truck to truck and get to the end of this sort of agility course. But then along the way, the trucks are like driving around ridiculously. They're crashing into each other. There's like obstacles smashing them off of the road and stuff. And it's hilarious. It's just really good fun. <laughs> um, and the, the, what I like about it is that um, it's quite rarely frustrating because all the levels are really hard. Not really hard they're quite difficult. You have to have really good um, sort of sense of spatial awareness. Um, timing's quite crucial as well. So when you um, when you die, and you die a lot, you can instantly respawn with touch and button, and the courses aren't very long, so if you do get stuck on a level, you're not really stuck on a level for that long because you kind of replay it so often and so quickly that you get a feel for the level really, really quickly, and then you can just progress through it. Um there aren't that many levels. I think I completed it in about an hour, but they put they have a level editor, so then loads of other people are putting their own levels up, and it's just it's just hilarious. It's just funny because you can like um there'll be moments where uh, uh trucks um come uh in the opposite direction and then the trucks will crash into each other and they'll fly up in the air, but then you can use the trucks that are flying through the air to jump up and then jump, bounce off them. And then make like a really cool like free running kind of uh, exit to the level, and it's just brilliant. It's just really fun. It's just one of those simple games where uh, you can just sit down, boot it up, have good fun for about twenty minutes, and then be like, right, let's play something else. But yeah, that's great. They're the only two games I've really been playing. So what is Cluster Truck on? It's only on Steam, I think. Only Steam, right? Yeah, I think I don't know how it, how much it is. I don't expect it. it's going to be very expensive. Right. Uh, but that's pretty much everything I've been playing. Uh, so apart, I, there was the preview event. Just to quickly aside, I I quite like Dragon Ball Z Universe too because I really like the first one and it's basically the same game with more stuff. So that's great. Uh, Dark Souls three, it seems Eddie pretty much covered all of that. Um, and then there was Sword Art Online, which was basically doing an MMO raid without other people which is great because I don't really like playing MMOs. So 
I loved it because <laughs> I'd never done a raid before, so it was really exciting for me. Um, but yeah, you know, that was everything. So take it away, David. Yep, so I've had a quick go on a little tiny indie game called Conga Master. Now, this game is its very like 8-bit sort of style graphics. And it's, I would call it, the mechanics are very similar to like a twin stick sort of shooter. Where you have to sort of, it's overhead view, you have to go around on the the actual disco dance floor. And you actually have to spin around to actually rotate around other characters. And once you get them, their level up, they actually join you in a conga line. And I, was, I was thinking to myself, why is it, why is it, why is it called conga? And then I was imagining like a, just a game where you just make a big conga line, and that's basically what it is. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really happy. <laughs> so, I mean, like basically that is it. I will make a YouTube video up over the weekend, and that'll be up. I had a quick go at the Ninja Turtles game, The Mutants in Manhattan, the one that was made by Platinum Games, and this got oh yeah, this got a lot of bad. Reviews, which is quite shocking to me, because I've only completed the first sort of couple of levels, but already I'm enjoying this so much more than the Transformers game that got massive praise a couple of years ago. You know, so it's, I guess it's just to me this just plays a lot better. But fair, yeah, that there are a lot of people that really like that game. Like you said, I don't think it was received very well. No, but um. On uh, like um, NeoGAF and stuff, there are a lot of people that really like it, and it's not just like a couple of people who are starting like like three people starting a thread and then like wanking over it or whatever. <laughs> it's actually like there <laughs> are actually Great like analogy. a sizable amount of people that actually quite like the game. So yeah, it's weird. It's just one of those games that kind of draws. Uh, a divide between people, I think. Yeah, and I think the graphics look absolutely stunning on that game. The next game I'm not really allowed to talk about, but I will mention because the embargo is not until Wednesday. The is it the fifth? I think. <laughs> okay. um, but the it's called Maximum Car, and I've had the code for about two three weeks now, and it's the new game made by the I Fight Bears, so Fist of Awesome sort of guy. Oh, nice. Yes. And Tea and Cheese, which I don't know what Tea and Cheese made. I think it was something about a water slide, Ultimate Water Slide or Never Ending Water Slide or something stupid. <laughs> but it's there. They've joined together and they've made Maximum Car, which is basically a mobile version of. I was going to say Outrun, but it's, it's kind of like Outrun, but with. Oh, God, I've completely blanked Burnout. So you're basically just smashing other cars off the road, and it's fun. It's a fun little game. It's going to be free to play, and I can say it's a fun little game. I'm not going to go much into it. As I say, the embargo's not for another, like, half a week or so. But the last game that I will talk about is I bought FIFA 17. And unfortunately, I bought it on the Xbox One because I have two people at work who want to make it like a pro club or whatever you 
call it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've both got Xbox One, so I had to buy it for the Xbox One. So, I've warned them that my Xbox is pretty knackered. <laughs> so that's I fun. Wonder why. <laughs> I why. FIFA amazes me, because they've, they've, they've changed engine, haven't they? They've changed from yes. the Ignite engine to the Frostbite engine. Yep. yep. I find it amazing how they've had so much time. Because this, this one's been in development for a while now, hasn't it? It's been in development for like two years or something. I'd say like probably longer than that. Probably even longer, yeah. But they've managed to make... Like... I guess it's going to sound really stupid. But <laughs> it sa- it, they literally remade the sequel to FIFA 16. Whereas I would have expected it to be a lot more different because it's on a different engine. But if they didn't tell me it was on a different engine, I would never have known. Yeah. It's, they had this wonderful opportunity to almost overhaul the game. I know they wouldn't overhaul it because it's the leading football game. They just wouldn't. But they didn't. They just made the exact same game, which is amazing. Well, it's, it is weird because like, normally when like when FIFA or 7 came out for the 360, that was on the brand new engine. And it basically just had like international teams and a couple of clubs it didn't really have yeah. all the leagues and licenses and yeah and then they start adding more and more as each year goes so it is strange that they managed to get everything in plus more in this year's version you know so i think it goes to show that they can do things when they want but i will say the gameplay is nice it's fluid it's it seems a bit faster than last year's one, which killed it for me. And I'm shocked at how quick... I sort of emailed my girlfriend when I was at work, so about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, to order it on Amazon. And then I came home and it was already delivered. Seriously? Oh my yeah. god. So about four hours it took to be delivered from Amazon. And it was only £35. Wow. That's really cool. And I went to game and it's like 50 quid. Yeah, it's like 55 quid on um, the PlayStation Store. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, so, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Especially when you think like on like physical copies. Obviously yeah. that has transport costs, phys- uh, physical material costs, handling costs. Yet it's £10 cheaper. Mm. Crazy. It's insane. Absolutely it's crazy. Insane. So I think we'll, me and my mates from work will be doing some YouTube videos... Because he mentioned doing summer, and I think that'd be quite fun. So, that has been an episode over an hour of just talking about crap. That's good. <laughs> so it's been me, David, with Zach. Hello, goodbye. Eddie. Hello again. And Matt. Oh, as, a, as a quick aside, everyone needs to go watch uh, or listen to the new... Corey Feldman album. No, for Millennium. Download and listen to our album, you did. And, and our album, but <laughs> less importantly, Corey Feldman's new album because it's absolutely amazing. So please check out our website, which is oneupgaming.co.uk. We have a sales website, which is ougtech.co.uk. We have a Patreon site, patreon.com slash OUG. If you patron us at $5 or more a month, we will send out free gifts. Got like little Zelda pendants, little Zelda charms, and loads of other little things. We have t-shirts at bluecyborg.com. Just search One Up Gaming. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitch. 
We just... are everywhere. We are a disease. <laughs> yeah. Once you get us, you can't get rid of us. Going back to an earlier comment. We are on Twitter. If you want to tweet us, it's at OUG Official. If you want to email us, it's at contact at oneupgaming.co.uk. Please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave positive feedback and five stars. Please also leave positive feedback and stars for the album on any of the download services that you use. It's called Games Inspired Music. I keep having to think what it's called. But anyway, (laughs) it's been episode 173. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you next week. No one else saying bye. 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 Goodbye. Hey guys, Justin here. I just wanted to say that I've been thinking about you. I've been thinking about you a lot. Yes, you in particular, in that way. And I wanted to say, I think you're great. I've always said that about you. And I was wondering, if you think we're great, if you could give us a quick rating on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. It would really, really help us out in that, you know, podcasty sort of way. And... If you're feeling particularly festive, perhaps even a little saucy, maybe stop by our Patreon page at www.patreon.com O-U-G and see if you can't slip a few bucks our way. After all, every little penny or whatever space money they use in Europe helps out the show. Thanks for listening. O-U-G Gaming will always be free, but with your support, we can always move forward and always be better. <laughs>